you gotta handle the rock with flair and rhythm if you wanna be judged on wood grain and concrete courts in New York. This ain't no nickel and dime. It's dribbling dimes where scoring never looked this good. I guarantee it. But was your reputation built from the playground up? Or did you call next when they took that ish? Or cause you weren't as fast as police and ambulance sirens? Or as loud as Mr. Softy ice cream? No. You see, this is New York City hoops in prime time. As beautiful as the skyline, it's dribbling dimes. Right off the 6th train in the boogie down is where this lockdown defender was raised. The son of St. Lucian parents, he was taught early to appreciate what he was given and to extract lessons from the adversity he would face. He grew up surrounded by basketball phenoms like Terrence Rencher and Carl Krauser and knew early that he would make a name for himself with the same rock they did. In high school, he was regarded as the heart and soul of his team. Teammates nicknamed him Matlock for his tenacious D and never back down attitude. In 2001, he played an integral role in St. Raymond's championship run and impressed onlooking collegiate coaches enough to earn an athletic scholarship. Get comfy as we take you through the basketball journey of Matt Augustine on this episode of Dribble and Dimes. I think it's good. Yo, what up? This is Manny Digital. This is Emilio the Poet, and we got a special guest for you. This man came spiffy clean, looking like Michael Max out this month. <laughs> All right? We got the one and only St. Raymond's great, Mr. Matt Augustine. Augustine. Wait, wait. <laughs> no, no, we ain't calling him Matt Augustine, though. What do we call him? Matt <laughs> Yo. Yo, but off rip, that's, that's due to your defensive prowess. Of course. Correct. Which... I mean, we talk about this a lot on the podcast. Yeah. That shit doesn't really exist. And actually, my brother and I were playing ball just before we came here. Yeah. And it was funny because I'm looking at the game from that perspective because we're playing with, you know, kids. Yeah, like 16, 17-year-old kids. Right. And I'm, I'm looking at the way they're playing. And th- there's no time for defense. So the fact that we even have this show today with a defensive specialist is kind of nice. I love it, man. I love Welcome, it. my man. Say thank something. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Yo, look, yo, I got some more things to say about it, man. Let me, let me, let me continue the intro, Go, man, go. Because, um, you know, when I used to watch Varsity A, Mr. Gary DeCesar, Coach DeCesar, and y'all, we, if you if you know anything about basketball in the Tri-State area, you know that St. Raymond is on the map there, all right? It's heavy. The, his, the history there is illustrious. And a person like yourself, you was a bulldog. All right, you set the tone for your team. We have Pete Mulligan on here, who gave you a huge shout out as far as you being you being the heart and soul of that championship team. So, you know, what I'm saying what you've done wasn't no, it ain't lost on me. I and damn sure on you know on greats that we've crowned yeah. in here as far as Julius Hodge, big shout out to you. My guy. But you, you know, what I'm saying you was a key cog in there. So I want to salute you, my man. I Welcome that. to the show. I yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so let's take it all the way back. Yeah, because uh, you're from the Bronx, correct? Born and raised. Um, where was what was that period where you you kind of went away from just recreationally playing ball to like really focusing on ODing, like you know, cult- cultivating your skills? How old were you? What was the the vibe I was, like? I was in third grade. 
Wow. And I remember it clearly. Um, Damn, I want to take it. Yeah, I want. I want. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. But I was started was obviously you know you're a kid in the park playing around running around. Um, My older cousins they played Division One basketball, played at Fairfield. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's okay at, for you to drop some names. Nah, you can start on us. Played at FDU. Uh, they played in like in the local tournaments like Rucker. Mm. Um, it's like Dykeman. They were playing in those tournaments growing up. What so, what uh, year range? Nineties? Nah, they were probably late eighties, early nineties. Okay. Right? Wow. okay. What are the names? Give me some names. For my cousin. Yeah. Ed Duncan. Um, Braun Duncan. Not sure if you know them. Both of them, I believe both of them played overseas. Okay, no problem. Not too sure. Shout out to y'all. Um, and then my brother obviously was older than me, so he was active and playing basketball. So, like I said, it was a period where I was running around in the park, running around in the park. With so, these guys? Like, well, what? go to the park with my brother. He's okay. playing basketball. Park mm-hmm. with my cousins. They playing basketball. Right. I, I just wasn't really interested in it like that time. Got more it. on the swings and <laughs> you know acting crazy. I mean, you but you there around it. Yeah, I been around it. And then it wasn't until uh, it was uh, <laughs> a funny story. So the first day that I went to the actual basketball court, like out of my love and passion, and I picked up the ball, like you know. Back then, it'd be like the big kids on one court. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> I remember that. Other court that. is yeah. like For the little kids. You yeah. Leftovers. Yeah. Right. Right. So, you know, the big kids, my cousins, my brother, they playing on on that court, and I pick up a ball. There's another kid playing basketball. Right. So, I'm just I know how to play a little bit. Right. So I'm shooting around, just playing. I don't even really care to shoot around. So this kid is just talking. So much shit to you. <laughs> to you. Yeah, to me. Like, he Is he the same age? Same age, yeah, okay. same age, right? He talking so much shit to me, but whatever. I'm from the Bronx, you, you know, you, you get used to that. That's yeah, normal, right? yeah, yeah, that's normal. So I'm laughing, you know, laughing. Like, like this kid's crazy. <laughs> the kid was Carl Krause. Nah. <laughs> get out of here. So, <laughs> first time I played, wow. I actually went to a park and played. He played he, with Carl Krause? Yeah, Carl Krause. That's crazy, yo. That's crazy. And it's funny because we got to meet in college. Mm. Wait, wait, wait. How long did it take you to know that you was that that was Carl Krause? Or like, was it like right away, or did you? No, I, at the time he wasn't who he was. No, no, of course. So it, to me, it was a kid that I saw, but I'd never really talked to like that. No, I get you it. Know? But what I'm, I'm sorry to cut you off. No, like, so, when when did you put two and two together that you like? Oh wait, that was Carl. Carl you know what I mean? Nah, because I, I always knew him. I always had a relationship. Oh, I always had a relationship. Yeah, I, mean, oh, all right, all right. I didn't know him at that time. I get that, it. I, I get it. That's when I met him. I get it. I get and it. And then I would always see him after that. And, and you by, yeah, friends, by us growing up, I would see him in different tournaments and play against him. And I, that was always the kid. That's that dope. That's dope. Yeah, it's a funny story, right? Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> so basically, steel sharp and steel. Right <laughs> so that was basically like your real intro. To the game, yeah, right? Yeah. Damn, wow, that's crazy. That's yeah. super dope, that's man. Nuts. That explains you going hard from early. That was you when you was in third grade at the time. I was, th- I was in third grade. Yeah. That's crazy. So wait, so how, how, was, the, how was that game? Like, was he just... Yeah, how was who won that one-on-one? I, I want to say at that time he was more advanced than me. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's what I wanted. I can't really remember okay, how yeah, it, but I sure. believe he was more more advanced than me at okay. the time. But So third okay. grade, what school were you at? St. Raymond's, grammar school. Damn, you did St. Raymond right. through and through. So... Third grade, my brother was probably in eighth grade. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. He was going to high school, so he was taking it way more seriously. Where did he go to school? High school. The same name as high school. Okay. He, right. he played with Kareem. Oh, wow. What's your brother's name? Walter. 
Okay. They won a 94 championship. City and State championship. What? So he was taking it more serious. And by me being his younger brother, right. he would take me and have me follow his full step. So even if it's just like you're just going to rebound. Right. At that age, That's you need somebody to rebound the ball for you. Yeah. So at that age, I was just really rebounding. And then obviously kids emulate, right? The, right. the people around them. So what, what I was, was I'm sorry. I'm it's sorry. Okay. No, no, you keep going. No, I was just going to say, I just started emulating <laughs> him emulating. right here. What position did your brother play? My brother was, in St. Ramos, he played the two. Okay. Uh, and then in college, he played the one. Was he a lot bigger than you as far as size? Uh, we was about the same size. Okay. We were about the same size. Right now, he's slimmer, but uh, okay. at that time, he was uh, a bigger. the bigger. He's natural. It's funny. He's naturally skinny. Oh, okay. So he got to work hard to bulk up. To, bulk to, up, to right? I'm naturally big. Right. So I got to work hard to, to thin out. To, to thin thin out. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> Is that your only sibling? You got other siblings? Nah, it's three boys, three girls. Okay. Yeah. And you are what? Yeah. Your youngest of all of them? Yeah. Damn, the baby. I wonder black don't crack. You look like you're 18 like a mom. Yeah, man. you do, son. That's you look like you're like you still in high school. <laughs> like, shit, we in high school. I, re- I remember vividly watching you in elementary school, and you have the same exact Yo, thing. Yo, badass. What elementary school is it? We went to St. Dominic. Oh, you were St. Dominic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm telling you, man. But and I used to watch Pat Nash coach y'all up. Oh, my God. Oh, man. R.I.P. Mr. Yeah, Pat Nash. One, one of the greatest coaches. Yes, right? man. And people, man. Thousand wins basketball. Thousand wins baseball. Yo. Not even, I mean, the accolades well-deserved, but as a person. Yo, yo, top notch. Yeah, let me share a quick Pat and I story, man. So the, he was kind of like my intro. So I already knew him because in elementary school we played against yeah. him and he smoke our asses. You know what I'm saying? St. Dominic, we would get destroyed. But anyway, I didn't know him at the time. But when I walked into St. Raymond High School, right, I walk in. The two things I remember is he smelled like straight cigarettes, right? <laughs> Number cigarettes. He talked firm and deep. That's his voice. And at first, I was a little like, I was intimidated. I was like, yeah, this he's screaming at me. You know what I'm saying? But then after a while, I guess I warmed up. He warmed up and whatever. And he would just give me jewels and drop things like that. You know what I mean? But at the time, you were a kid. You know, you scared of the world. You know what I mean? You don't really. I couldn't. I didn't couldn't take it like that. But great man. One of the greatest coaches that I played in. Wow. Develop young men. Wow. And give them like an opportunity and a platform. That's incredible. And that, did you start playing in third grade with I him? Started. No, nah, nah, he wasn't with, playing. Um, he was doing the bar team. You know, you know, it was my first coach. I'm not sure if you're booking Tony Arelli. Oh, of course, of course. Yeah. he was my gym teacher. He was, yeah. my gym he teacher. was the gym teacher. He was my. He was the gym. He was a. My COVID third grade. Damn. Oh, my in third grade? Yo, you were spoiled with Richard. No wonder. Yeah, that's that man looking like Michael Max right now. Yeah. Yo, you know, again, R.I.P. to Tony Arelli yeah. as well. I didn't, yo, I'm going to tell you the truth. Like, he was, I don't know how old he is when he passed, but like. He, he was wasn't probably, that old. He, no, he couldn't have been that no, old. No, he wasn't that old. He was the most shocking deaf that I heard, like, in like the Raven, like, yeah. history, like, recently, man. Because I was like, yo, he's a young guy. What are you talking yeah. about? When people told me I couldn't believe, I was like, nah. And at this time, I was detached yeah. with the Rays. I moved to California. You know, a lot of things was going on in my life, so I wasn't really, like, with it. But gotcha. I, I was privy later on. How did that, did, like. What about the news of him passing? Like, how uh, that- I mean, yeah, it was tough because that, that was my first coach. Right. Um, and on top of that, he was already, he was a fixture in the St. Remus program. Right. Uh, gym teacher. Mm-hmm. Uh, I played for his younger brother. What? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I had a relationship with the family. They had another brother. I want to say he coached at Spelman at the time. Wow. Okay. So I had a relationship with the family. You know, as a little kid, you're playing in so many games. They, right. were, they were coaching, refereeing. Dope. So I had a, a bond with them. Right. Um, outside of St. Remus, right? right. And then I knew them at, at such a young age, and he saw me grow and develop. So I'm sure they had a had a bond with me. So that, that was that awesome. was yeah, that was definitely 
that was definitely tough. And he was a good guy. Yeah. He was a good person. Let me ask you, uh, just piggybacking off him, because I couldn't appreciate him from the coaching aspect, because when I got to know him, I met him just strictly as a gym teacher. Like, I didn't know anything yeah. about him from St. Raymond Elementary or what have you. But as far as a coach, like, what do you remember him as far as a coach implementing just basketball skills, et cetera? Do you feel like he molded you to be you know, at that time, a third grader, like, he kind of, like, what did you take from that? Because I'm just curious because I had no idea when I was in, in this in, gym class. In, in third grade? When he yeah, coached, yeah, yeah. He coached me in St. too. Oh, he coached me he was on the JV. Oh, right. right. Oh, JV. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, did, JV that, I didn't know that. Didn't but know. it wasn't just third grade. It was a few years. He coached me from uh, third, to like third to, like, now his brother took over. So he might have coached me, like, one or two years. Okay. And then his younger brother, um, Frankie, took over. Got it. Wow. Uh, and I think he... Either coached me for like one or two years, and then when I got to sixth grade, Pat Nosh and, and, and Sturgis took over. And I played with them. Mm. I want to I want to stick to elementary school because I have such a sour taste <laughs> in my mouth, bro. So you don't understand, yo, yo. Let me tell you something about me, real quick, man. My temper was on fleek at that time. I don't use the word fleek, but I'm gonna use it now because I got expressed to the youth. I was so upset when I used to play the Rays, man. Because I really knew I was going to get destroyed. <laughs> I would go home and beat up everything I could. I would slam everything. I already knew we were getting spanked. But you know what? Here's the thing. I'm a competitor, right? I would get two times. I would get doubly mad. I'm mad that we lost. We are not. I'm now mad at my teammates who don't give a shit. shit yeah, That's where I'm at. Yeah, at least if we lose, let's lose with some dignity, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Fine, let's lose by 20, but a hard yeah. 20. It ain't going to be, yeah. all right, they're just getting 20. Anyway, so talk to me about y'all, because I felt like y'all was a college team already. At, at, like, as far as y'all, yeah, yeah. y'all's discipline, y'all was very like, yeah, what the fuck were y'all doing? Your layup lines. <laughs> Get the secret. I was, y'all had jersey, y'all had the full uniform. We barely got jerseys on. Like, they had sponsorships already. That's why. Y'all looking like a college Go team on, or, in elementary school. But, but that's a testament to Mr. Patnosh, okay. right? Because he he brought in the philosophy. He brought a he brought a, brought in the approach on how we're gonna uh, go into go into a mindset wise on mm-hmm. the teams that we're gonna play. So it really started with Patnosh. Obviously, right. he already had the blueprint. I said it like a thousand wins, right? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, incredible. Incredible. Yeah. Um, but I mean, what was the mindset like? Because it's not it's not just a lackadaisical approach. Like this guy was militant about how he went about his business. Now he had an offense, and I think everybody's style fit his offense. Right? Okay. We played like the high school. We played up and down. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, he had a strong um, persistence that he wanted us to play defense. Um, he was a good X and O coach. Mm-hmm. He, he, he knew what he wanted. Right, uh, and we were just basically a reflection of, right. of, of his mindset. Right? right, he instilled everything that he wanted, and we just took it from there. Yo, I, I, I got so much shit to say. I remember I played in a game. I think that was celebrating Darnell Miller at this time. I, I want to say probably got his a thousand, thousand point. point. Guess we got it on. at, at elementary, elementary school. Yes, Darnell Miller, D Miller. Yo, D Miller. <laughs> you gotta come on this show. I got some shit to talk to you about. Yo, be careful when you come on the show. Yo, you, you get on the show. Yo. Yo, it just so happened, D. Miller, they stopped the game, I think, in the first quarter, and he's just scored his 1,000th point. I'm like, damn! He dropped the bucket on you? No, 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 no. Uh, uh, it didn't matter. It might as well have been, but it wasn't. Like, I think I was on the bench when he did that. Because that's how I remember it. Because it was just like, it was like watching a movie. It was like the, the time froze. That's how I felt. Because I'm like, I'm trying to get two, three, four points over here. He got 1,000? 1,000? 
Yo, we can't, I don't even remember if I made a thousand layups in my lifetime. He made a thousand points. I didn't, I, so that shit was so astronomical to me. It was like, it was like, you're ODing right now. Like, that's, you don't, you don't even think about a thousand points. It's not something yeah. to think about. Yeah. So, like, again, like, tell me about how, how Pat Nash made everyone uh, great individually. Because you're having a system. But how does he know, okay, D Mill is strong at this? <clears throat> Matt, you're good at this. How did he make y'all individually great as far as using your own skill sets? Well, everybody knew their roles and everybody bought into the system. Already? Um, yeah. D, I want to <clears throat> say fifth grade, he didn't even play JV. He played varsity. Wow. So by the time he was in eighth grade, when he got his 1,000 point, he was somewhat more advanced and more mature because he, right. was, he had more experiences. He played up. Yeah, he yeah. played up. He I more, get it. He had more experiences. Um, and everybody appreciated everybody's game, right? right. So we had Tunde and Jay Lloyd. That was our big men. Tunde, right? yes. That was our big men. Remember, they, I remember Jay Lloyd. They, they, set, they set the precedent on the defensive end. Uh, me, I was just more of like a like a spot up shooter, mm -hmm. uh, driver. Mills was like the facilitator. He could do everything. Uh, my man Willie Rojo was Rojo. Rojo. At the time. And Dirk, Willie, and Dirk. Yeah, Willie Rojo was more of the defender. I thought he was the <laughs> was he was he? I felt like he was one of the stars. I thought he was he the was. star. Yeah, right. As far as like yeah, overall, yeah. he was a great. He was younger. Yeah, so right. I was in eighth grade. He was in seventh grade. Uh, but let me ask you a question because I know Jules took off. But at that time, right now, at that time, who was the best player in your opinion at that time? Was it Will Rojo? Or was it Jules? On on my team, mm -hmm. yeah, Jules wasn't with us that year. Okay, Jules came in the year. Jules came in the year because he's a year junior to you. Yeah, right. Okay. So, so when the year you I went to high school, he came Jules, in. Jules okay, came okay. In. So okay, um, but I knew Jules since since a baby too. Right? Oh, okay. But, now Will Rojo wasn't the man. He was a vital part of oh, that yeah. team. Okay. Um, it was, I would have to say it was either had to be D and and Jay Lloyd. Okay. Wow. Well, that makes sense. I remember those. I remember those Darnell Miller years. Yeah. Yo, you know what's up? All right. Another thing. Another thing I stood out. I'm sorry, man. I keep hopping the same shit. But yo, so one thing that stood out. He was so tall, right? So D Miller was probably one of your tallest players. Yeah, time, yeah. I want to say because he was he ended up being six five or something like that. Yeah, but early. But let's say he was like six two at that time. He looked like he could have played center, obviously. But my thing was, yo, he's running the point. So in my mind, I'm like, yo, we got point guards that are like five seven right now. Yeah. This man's like six two, and he's running That's the fine. one. So that already stood out. I'm like, oh, what am I? Am I Magic Johnson? What am I looking at here? Like, what's going on here? It's unfair. Yeah. Tell me, your point guard was five seven. <laughs> yo, we didn't have a shot. That's what made him so special. I got a funny story for you too. All right. D Miller. Right. <clears throat> Someone D Miller transferred into St. Ray's, I guess third, fourth grade. Okay. Okay. Me and him fought every day. No. <laughs> every so single day. Fought every like day. fist fight? Fist fight. No way. Every Why? If it, wasn't, if it wasn't a fight, it was some sort of like argument and Altercation. separation. Mm -hmm. Yes, we didn't. Click. We did not click. What was it? At all. Y'all would be in the same. I would know. I guess a new kid. He was like the new kid coming in and. He was trying yeah, to pull yeah, yeah, yeah. Is he, he from. Where's he from? He's from the Bronx. Yeah. I was going to say Harlem because nah, I think sometimes Harlem would be a little. Get a little flip. Yeah. It's all right, Harm. Shout out to you. Nah, he's on the Bronx. So we were bumping heads so many times. And um, it was basketball tryouts. I'm not sure if it was St. Ray's or like Gauchos. And I remember like I walked in and he was in there like shooting. And in my mind, I'm like, what you doing here? Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Or like, oh, like, we're going to get into another fight like here. Like, right. And then I think we, we ended up on the same team. 
and I think we were probably like the best two players. Wow. And I didn't know he played basketball. And I, okay. He knew I played basketball oh, too at the okay. time. And I think both of us like killed yeah. in that tryout. And then ever since that day, we were like, so since that day, we probably talked on the phone like every day. That's crazy. Uh, so when we got back to school and people saw us like talking and chilling, they thought yeah. something was like, hold on, what's, what's yeah, going on? Yeah, we're what's just fighting last yeah, week. Yeah, I was just fighting. That's my man. That's my that's man. Just, you know what that, why, what that says? I mean, we, we all talk about like the power of sports and, and how that's such a unifying force, um, especially in the political climate that we're in. Like you see, all, like anytime you put sports into the mix, Yo, racism doesn't really become a thing. Right. Like, there's a lot of yeah. things that kind of just normalize. Right. Yeah, Sports, which is music. which is amazing. So I, like, that's yeah. a testament to that. I think it's also like the respect now because y'all fighting and all that is cool, but not so you have one thing in common, which is y'all yeah. basketball. But not only that, y'all gain each other's respect because y'all killing on top yeah. of it. So it's like that's my man though. Yeah. Like he just did his thing. Yeah. But I wonder now because I feel like you play the same position. Like you ran the one as well. Right. Yeah, at that time I ran the one too, but I'm not really a hater. I'm content. Right. And, I, and obviously, D was doing such a good job at the point, mm-hmm. and I could run the point. Mm-hmm. But if, if he could play the point and I could play the two, right, you it's fine. no problem. Right. You know no, no, saying? no. But I, I say that to say to ask you in practice on those times. I'm assuming y'all would go we'll mix, it head, head, yeah, head, we'll head, mix it up. Yeah, we we'll mix it up. We mix it up. Be starting five, and then sometimes you switch it so up. So what was those? What head. was those wars like between you and D Miller? It's funny because as we grew up, I would tell him, don't guard me, and he would tell me, don't guard me. You know, why, why, why? Because we, 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 we was with each other every day. So y'all we knew were, each we, other's Yeah, we were everything. best friends. We worked. So I knew everything he was going to do. He knew everything I was going to do. That's crazy. Right? That's what's up. That's or, or, or it'll get too physical. Right. Or it'll get too competitive. Too competitive. I like get it. Brother versus brother now. Right. right? So I get then, it. And I, I'm I'm active, so I'm, I'm going to push you. I'm going to elbow you. And right. they don't play, so... So it's all right. Yeah, it's just, it's, you don't want to. You will avoid the war. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's inevitable. You're not gonna explode. So wait. So let's get back to the to the Madlock story. Here. Yeah. So man. so you get out of St. Ray's Elementary. You set foot in St. Ray's High Ray's, School. Yeah. What you get on the freshman squad? I go on the freshman squad. Who's your coach? Um, Mr. Scott. Mr. Scott. Mm. Okay. All right. So go ahead. You at, you had a story at the time. So going in, this was probably. 96? High school. Yeah, 96. I'm not sure who was playing in the high school championship. It was me and D. Miller. We got the high school championship. It was eighth grade. Wow. Coach DeCesar, Maybe Christ the King? Coach DeCesar walks by and he's like, y'all going to say Ravens? We're like, yeah. He's like, don't come. <laughs> You're not going to play for me. <laughs> he's like, I'm telling you right now. Don't come. Y'all at the high school championship. We were in eighth grade, yeah. Right. We, we just... We're just probably about to graduate, going okay. into high school. Okay. And we was at the high school championship at Fordham. And he came and he up to us, y'all. Yeah. I think we crossed and passed. Mm-hmm. And he told us. How did y'all? How, why? I'm sure why he would he say it? He knew because he. I think he was serious. I really think he was serious. Well, why? Why would he say that? You think he was challenging y'all? It could have been a combination. I'm not sure. I got actually. He was like, that's psychological. Like, you don't come he, here. Yo, he, be here. he would mind fuck the shit out of you. <laughs> so it could have been. He probably did. But he was probably, that's probably one of his weeding, like, way to weed you weed out. out yeah. Did he, he know? Like, yeah, you're not he ready. Pro- you know what? Dude, that's a great point. I was just thinking, maybe he, he saw greatness in both of y'all. He was like, nah, y'all, let's shrink y'all. Or, or maybe he saw y'all not at that level yet, so just don't even bother. Yeah. And then that will either make you go harder or okay. Yeah. St. Raymond's an elite school too, so yeah, he sure. may have, he probably already knew kids that were coming. Oh, yeah, no doubt. So more. 
way more advanced than where me and D was. So what made you after hearing that? What made you still pursue Zay? No, what happened after? Yo, what the fuck happened? Did y'all look at each other? Yeah, we we still went because we. It don't matter what you tell me is what really what you want, right? So Mm, get ahead, then, man. And, we call them and that's now. life, though, in general, right? And obviously, y'all from the Bronx, you know, yes, sir. You know the odds are stacked yes, against you, and sir. people are always gonna tell you you can't do it. Right. Can't. So that's like the normal the conversation. Every just, day, yeah, the conversation just started. Right. right now, you got me motivating me to give me something to work to. So yeah, cool. I, I want to share something we we talked about off air, which I think is a it's a it's a it's small, but it's exactly where you're from. You said you're from exactly where Amadou Diallo was shot forty one times. Yeah. That shit that you don't, we ain't gonna just gloss over that shit, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? That motherfucker came from the hood. You understand me? He came from the bottom and now he's here. Drake was talking about your ass. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? All right? We ain't gonna gloss over historical facts yeah, on this on Dribble and Dime, baby. We're gonna give it to you, bro, and naked. All right? Talk to Yo, me. Yo, you're about. making me uncomfortable. Man. <laughs> I don't give a fuck, man. Take that sweater off, baby. You ain't, you ain't nah, punching. nah, nah. You look good. You, look you good. ain't punching in here, baby. You oh, you mean the men in black glasses? No, but, straight. no, you're gonna be good money. You good money. <laughs> I ain't hate you, man. I love Michael Max, so we good money. No, anyway, I say that to say, like, um, I'm gonna say another thing. We spoke off air. You know, you you talk to me very humble about yourself. You know, mm-hmm. I can I can sense that you're a very humble young man, which I appreciate. You know, it speaks to all the mentorship that you had. Though the names you talk about, Mr. Scott, which he's one of my great mentors of all time. Like he's one of the people that I even wrote to him. He cried and all that. We're gonna talk about that. Yeah. But the point is that is you've had such a prof- like you have so many Mr. Padnage, um, Gary De Caesar, etc. You had a lot of great positive uh, role models of influence. So I say that to say, you come from the hood where, you know, we typical, you know, we come from the hood, they expect us to fail. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Let's be, just be frank about it. Uh, especially person, persons like us of color. They expect us to be on the bottom. But a person like yourself, you, 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 your success, you know, you look at you, you know what I mean? You're intricate, you, you're, you're a smart individual. I want to know, like, looking back, do you feel like those influences that you've had coming from where you come from made that impact to, to be the person that you are, to send the person that you are today. Yeah, definitely. And it started in the household. Oh, okay, so, okay. Um, yeah, shout out to the parents. Uh, yeah, I have both my mother. You say, say my, your names, the names of your parents, please. Agnes and Matthew. All right, yeah, they got to get parents. We throw Ali. <laughs> Yo, I love it when you hesitate. You're like, well, what is it? <laughs> I want to know your parents' name, baby, because we shout out the parents of the year. Well, he was a girl. Matherin? Yeah. Matherin. Yeah. So, shout out to um, Miss Agnes and Mr. Matherin. That's so, right. Um, <clears throat> I had both of my parents in the household. And nice. And it was six of y'all, right? Yeah, six of That's what you yeah. said. That's yeah. hard work. God damn. And That's what I got to say. Not only that, I had my grandmother mm-hmm. and then obviously my siblings. But everybody like had their head on head on straight, right? So yeah. no matter what was going on outside, by the time I came back home, it was like, all right, you're going to focus on like your homework right now. You're right. You're spend an hour or two hours reading. And That's after you awesome. finish reading, I want you to give me a summary Write down a summary on, on what you read. You so, got kids yet? Nah. Okay. I was going to say, because that's got to be translated <laughs> to, to your kids. Yo, that you, was something that my parents always like instilled in me. And then obviously, um, like my sisters, like both NYU, Fordham. Wow. My oldest brother is running his own, was running his own business. That's so amazing. I, I had great role models in my life ever since I was a kid. And that's awesome. somewhat directed me. To the right platforms like right. St. Raymond's yes. that provided me with that uh, that direction in life. So, no matter what was going on outside, whether I got caught up in it or not, by the time I came home, like it was straightened out. Back to right. normal. That's, that's dope. Yeah. You know, it's funny because I, I think about six siblings, right? I mean, it was only myself and my brother growing up, right? 
And I could imagine you have to learn patience quick because there's six people, eight people <laughs> going to the front of the bathroom. Nine with his grandma. Yo, your patience came quickly. Talk to me about that. You waiting for the bathroom? Oh, hell no. Yeah, you don't look like you break a sweat too easy. You know that? You're like, he, he. You know what? Just, All right, that's how it is. All right, my time is fifth. I'm fifth. All right. <laughs> nah, you know what it is? It's, life has so many like ups and downs, and mm-hmm. I realized that the only way to go about it is to stay in even kill. Mm. And as it as it comes to you, it's basically like slowing it, slowing life down. So you can adjust it, it and kind of process. So, yeah, it. so I could adjust it and I could deflect it and navigate it as as it comes to me on how I'm gonna handle. Damn. What that's age were you? That's the that's that's a joke for your message. Seriously, <laughs> but what age would you say you kind of grasped that 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 tool that you that you have right there? You just spoke about like when did you feel like all right, I got this? Like I'm gonna slow down and yeah, I go overboard. Like when did when did you when were you able to like apply that? Yeah, exactly. In Thank a real you. way. Not that comes from obviously playing sports. Okay, mm-hmm. right? Because you could be down twenty or up twenty or mm-hmm. in a close game and. You have to keep your composure. Right. 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 So that that's I guess that's what translates like into my life now outside of outside of playing basketball is just really keeping your composure because I've been up twenty in championship games and we end up losing. Mm-hmm. Right? In Why? championship games. Why? Because we lost our composure, right? It's the, you got the too high. The game started to change within like <clears throat> the last two minutes and all of a sudden you can't get nervous now, right? You have to keep your composure. Damn, that's so. That, that's that's really I, I, where I want to. So you've been so you've been practicing that so many years, so many times yeah, that it's now second nature to you. Yeah, or even when you're down twenty, right, and against a team, and now you're coming back, like you still have to keep your composure. Or there's one play left, and we down by two points, and the play is for a three. I mean, to be effective, you have to be uh, under under uh, be be composed. Under pressure. Uh, yeah, under pressure. So, yeah, you know what's so funny, man? Because um, <clears throat> and that translates, and that translates to life. Of hundred percent. There's days that you're gonna be up twenty, and there's days where you're gonna you're be down, down 20, twenty, right? And as it comes to you, is how do you how do you uh, handle maximize yeah. situation? Right? You show you show your true character in those, exactly. in those moments, yeah. right? You know what's so funny, man? Because um, I don't take what you say lightly. What you're talking about, I remember just watching sports in general. I don't think that is a, a even regardless of what level you're not. Everyone doesn't have that mentality, yeah. no matter the talent level. It's not a it's not a common thing because I remember. I think it still happens today. Everybody has this thing where it's like I don't know if it's psychological where you have it like you start feeling yourself. You know, you know what I mean? You hit ten home runs or five home runs. You think you're the man. Next thing you know, like you just. I don't know if it's just the ego, the mindset, but you have that, and you had that since a young age. And I think for me, it's a, I'm impressed more because we're talking to you. I'm talking about you in high school. Yeah. So for you to have that in high school or before high school, that speaks to why y'all so great. Because, bro, you already knew that. I I just learned that shit now. You know, what I, mean? I could have saved myself 25 years. You would have had a conversation with me earlier, but thank you know what I mean. Well, I guess we got to do what we got to do, dribble it down, baby. <laughs> You know, but I just want to applaud you for that because sincerely, like that is one of the reasons why we do what we do, we enjoy what we do, is to learn from great people just yeah. like yourself. You know what I'm saying? Because there's there's tools, right? There's reasons yeah. why people are great. There's reasons why people advance and get there. And I think a lot of us just maybe just been ignorant about yeah. it. You know what I mean? So I want to say thank you for that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So, so you, Sturgis. and uh, Mrs. Scott. No, sorry, no, no, no. Mrs. Scott. Yeah. Freshman year. 
you you played. You guys, I think that freshman class actually did r- really well. Yeah, we did really well. Did you win that chip no, that year? No, we did not. Okay. Win. we did not win yet. Yeah. Who was on it? Was he on it? the King one, I think. That's what yeah, Omar I feel like Cook. yes, oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my okay. God, Omar, okay. shout out to you, man. I hope he's doing well. <clears throat> and then, so you immediately moved into the next year. Did you go to Vars? No, I played JV. JV. Yeah. Okay, so you went to. I mean, I, I know that's the typical path. Like, there's very few guys that go to could jump. Yeah, like freshman or right, right. Play, uh, Starting from JV, right. right? So you went JV the next year. I went JV my sophomore year, yep. and then my junior year um, into varsity. Wow! So take so what? Because I know when you were in your senior year, yeah, that was your championship run. That was the two thousand year. Yeah, right. What? So take me through kind of how that season unfolded because it wasn't obviously nobody knew yeah. what was going to happen. But what happened that put y'all in that mindset? I mean, obviously, every year you're trying to go get that chip, but something special took place that year where things just started to click. Like, do you remember kind of how that manifested itself? Uh, it's spot, so I'm just gonna speak in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Speaking so I remember like there was an article that came out and it was saying like this is like a rebuilding year, you know, because Majestic was all yeah. American right. year, the year before he left, and same was they didn't have like a. Big name, and they always had not a big name. They had big names, mm-hmm. right? And they And I think Jules was was emerging, and he was still young, and they mm-hmm. were just like, "Well, it's just him, mm-hmm. right?" Um, <clears throat> so we read the article like, "Yeah, it's a rebuilding year." And we took that like slap in the face. Yeah, we took that person because I want to say that I know like D, me, a lot of us like we really like put out time in, right? Right? Like we didn't, we wasn't. We wasn't scared of whoever was, whatever the the projection was, the op was in front of us, right? We we were going to persevere through it. So that was my mindset. That was the mindset. We was all one accord uh, on that mindset, whether it's basketball or life, right? Right. Like we wasn't, we're going to fight, right? So I think that's, it didn't really, it it really didn't even matter because going in, we knew that what we were going to do. Now, if we gave it our all and we, Lost. Over, okay. Yeah, like Got we it. lost that year or were like continuous losers, obviously it would have been hard, but at least you could walk away saying like they just been like I gave it my all but they just that good. Right. But we gave it our all and then once we started giving our all we started to see like, oh, like they can't mess with us. Right. Was that was that happening across the team from the first game of the season or did that take some time to build like because you know there's <clears throat> you start the season and you kind of you know working through the yeah, chemistry yeah. or whatever y'all already had a pretty significant chemistry because y'all played together for yeah, the we most played part. Against for, a long, for a long time right um so was it was just like all right let's just pick up where we left off and we're just gonna snow plow these mofos and, and it, it was the same thing everybody had their roles right mm-hmm. coaches do this thing where you'll get everybody in the huddle and everybody what's your role you gotta say what your oh, role was. Your role. Oh, that's dope. What's like you had to speak it. Yeah, like what's your role? So we knew where you was coming from and what you. So you talking about? Yeah, I'm trying to score, and your peers know like score. Yeah. You had the bench. You had the box out and right. Try to get that yeah. rebound. Right. So right. so what was your role? My role was defense. Okay. So okay. at the time, like coming in. Like before varsity, that's how my mom. I wasn't even thinking about defense. I was thinking more of like scoring. Mm-hmm. Right. Obviously, I wasn't an elite scorer like right. that, but 
once you reach varsity in New York City, basketball at that time, that talent pool is like massive. Everybody's a stud. Everybody is, right? And we're not talking about like Joe Blow. Yeah. Right, right, right. right. We're talking about players that's going into like the NBA, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like once I got there, I realized that, you know what? My talent. It's not on the level of, of these guys. Yeah, right. these guys. I, I always say this, like, the three things that make you, like, successful no matter where it is, is, like, your skill set, your discipline, and, like, your IQ. Mm. Like, no matter what you're doing, those are, like, the three things mm-hmm. that always, like, translate. And that's how you could like, measure yourself, like, in your industry or on your team right. or against others. And I knew, like, I, it's, like, McDonald's All-Americans here. Like, you know what I'm saying? people looking at like projected to go to NBA and I knew I wasn't on that level and I knew I couldn't compete right I can't go back and forth with you at what you naturally skilled at Uh, I could work on my development to get there and I knew like but I knew the one thing I had was the discipline and I had the and I had the IQ right so by me accepting that Mm-hmm. People don't want to accept their roles, right? right? You, they mm-hmm. want, oh, I'm a scorer. By me accepting my role and by me doing that, that's how I was able to get time on the court, right? And fill fill that void that was needed. That's impressive, man. I have a question because I remember that time we had a lot of big name players such as Andre Barrett, Omar Cook, right? Yeah. And I, I, I'm curious now because you was a starter and you was no, you Matlock, yeah. you know what I mean? You was known as that bulldog. You were the heart and soul to a man. Who was the toughest person you guarded at that time in that span of St. Raymond? You was playing like, yo, you going against this dude tonight? Damn. It was or or guys. Maybe yeah, gave you fits. Maybe there was more than one. Nobody. Um, it's, to tell you the truth, the hardest person for me to guard was Dre. Andre Barrett, the hardest person mm. for me to guard. He was super quick. Yeah, super quick. He could do everything. Right. So, me going into a game. And I, I tell people this now, I always did this thing called like arms distance, right? Okay. So when I first play against you, like obviously I keep you arm one arm one arm away. Mm-hmm. And like I'm analyzing, I'm analyzing what you can do, what you right. can't do, where I can pressure you, where you're looking to go in the offense. Mm-hmm. And then by that, then I can start cheating on my areas. Like, okay, he's not comfortable taking four, five dribbles going left. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna keep you left, right? And by the time, like, okay, you know what? We went up the court three times. After every third dribble, he's crossing it over. So I it start was reading. yeah, I would start I would I would start reading people. And this like, was in game. This isn't this like you looking at video. Yeah, yeah. Right. It was a combination. Okay. It was a combination. So then I already knew. So a lot of times when when a crossover was coming or when a move uh, was coming, I already knew what the person was going to do. And you, you combine that with like their body language, right? Mm. So, but not Dre was probably one of the hardest because. When I, when I had to do it to him, I'm like, hey, he could do everything. everything. Yeah, he could do everything. You had no weaknesses. Yeah, yeah. The only thing that wasn't weakness was probably just his size at the time. I was right. a little stronger than him. Right. But Even he still. could do everything, yeah. And then there was a kid, though, that gave me 50. No. That kid that gave me 50. Who? Which team? He was in Kentucky. We went away. Oh, my Jesus. It was 50. a kid from Kentucky? Like one of those teams out there? Casey Alsup. Was it? Casey Alsup. Mm-hmm. Casey Alsup. Yeah. You got to look his ass up. He gave me 50. But I think I was in foul trouble. But he still gave, I want to say he might have gave me all 50. But he put you in foul trouble too? 
I, I can't really remember the game. I know he, he gave me 50. That was that, you could you could have easily avoided this conversation. Yo, no, seriously, man. No, but that speaks to your I character. I appreciate, I appreciate that. He got off of no, no, that's dope. But my question is now, in retrospect, tell me about this kid because was he bigger in size nah, or what? At, at, the, at the time, is he could shoot. Oh, okay. He could shoot it. So he was pulling from, from deep. far. Yeah, so then once I started stepping out, he was able to... Go by. Yeah, he was able to put it on the deck. And he just had a hell of a night, though. Like, everything. Everything. Everything, yeah, everything. He put uh, up, put up one in. I, I respect the fact that you brought that up, man. Because most people don't don't, uh, don't shoot that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I appreciate that. I appreciate I, that. So That's a real shit. You, you really just trying to... You know, it's like Instagram out here. People just trying to throw their highlights. Right, out. right. <laughs> I do appreciate that. We laugh. Me, me and Jules, we laugh about it. He had, like, 47. Jules did? No, no, no. The kid. kid had 47, right? So now the game is over. You know, like, you're just playing defense. Mm. The clock. The clock is about to right. run out, right? So they're like, yo, this, this fall back. Let the clock run back. So I'm fall back. And then he just shot it like the last. Oh, he what was he, it. near half court type of shit? Nah, he probably like a two or three feet away. Oh, wait. And he made that. I think he made it. I want to say he made it. I'm not sure. Shit. Did y'all get spanked? Y'all get, y'all got smoked? Now we lost. We lost in that tournament. I think we lost it. We had like three losses that year. No, but and I mean, won the oh, we might have won. I'm that not particular sure. game, though, do you remember losing or winning that game? The we one lost that, that game, though. We lost that game, but not by a lot. Not by a lot, though. That's crazy, though. I can't the fact that that kid it. dropped fifty and you still was in the game. What the hell was the score? Yeah, one hundred and fifty yeah. to one hundred and forty. How how do you rebound? You personally, how do you rebound from that experience? Yeah, like because getting fifty dropped on you obviously can't feel good, but like, what was your mentality afterwards? I mean, you just gotta go back to the drawing board. Look at the film, see what I did right, see what I did wrong, and then I can analyze it. I mean, it's good that it happened because now I see another angle that probably that I wasn't looking at, or maybe how I struggled in certain areas guarding shooters who could shoot from far, but maybe uh, had to go back and recalibrate how I move forward playing defense on shooters. What about the locker room? Like after the after that loss, and did anybody like haggle you or anything? No, the season was like. Mm-hmm. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was doing that enough during the game. I'm sure. I mean, red is a goddamn I mean, apple. Dudes knew I couldn't. Um, they couldn't blame me, but obviously I took it to heart because that's what I do. That's what I bring to the team. Right. right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I didn't do my job right. that day. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. no, nobody was um, on your case. Yeah, nobody was on my case. But they was telling me like, "Yo, you bust your ass." Like right. you know what I'm saying? Right, like right, they right. tell me. Like, it did. It's, it's all. It's all good. And you was like, right. "Yeah, I know, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I was there." But it's 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 it's, it's banter, but then it comes from a, a pure place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not that's, like, what, that's what we do, right? Because so, yeah, like, yeah. it feels like y'all a band of brothers. Like, yeah, y'all just brothers. I understand each other. It's like it is what it is. But you got your ass. Yeah, you, got your ass you got your ass. You got your ass. Yes. So you you guys marched all the way to the city and ultimately the state final. Was that the most uh, you for you personally? Was that the most challenging game that season? Just given the night, the state. What, no, no, sorry. That that Kentucky game. I know it wasn't. A, oh, nah. <clears throat> okay, not, not, not yeah, at had all. Challenging yeah, we have, we have, but we you have, personally, have. that wasn't the one that you put like at the top of the list as far as the most challenging games that season. Nah. Okay. Nah, what was not it? at all? Okay, got it. He said, "Which one was it?" I mean, we we had several. I don't think it was one. Oh, okay, it wasn't like yeah, one that really struck, stuck out. We had rice. That was that was a, rice. Rice was challenging. Always, yeah, always, always epic battles um, between y'all. Lockdown was a challenging. Okay. Um, Christ the Kings challenging. Right. Um, then you have those schools like 
I don't want to say. Maybe was it Regis? Regis was challenging oh, because okay. they played a different style. Oh, okay. They played milk the clock down. To uh, right. Slow the whole, yeah, tempo. Slow the whole game down. That's crazy. Backdoor you. I, we end up blowing them out, but I think I remember that game being close. It's like, a frustrating yeah, style yeah, of yeah, game. Right. Yeah. It's exhausting. So we had challenges. I have a question for you. This is a, this is a peculiar question, right? So give me a big name, right? That, that we all know, right? But you just. You took it when you played them. Anger, hey, hey, nah. the hey, hey, not, not tonight. You hear me? Give me that name that you was like, yeah, we all talking that. Sh-. But Maddie, Maddie, Maddie Locke got that on lockdown. You put the handcuffs on that man. Who is that man? This is not the time to be humble. Yeah, take that humble take that shit. Take that tie <laughs> off. You might have to take that tie off for this question. That was, that was every. That was every game because. We, we were all playing like they were in high school then. Okay. Then they, you know what I'm saying? I get it, but we don't talk high school. They, they emerged to. Yeah. They emerged to. Yeah, but we talking that high school shit right now. We ain't talking about the I, next after. You know, I never, I never, I never really thought like that. Like, I, it was never like, oh, I like, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, in my mind, in my mind, I would say it, but you would never hear me right, come I get out. Okay. Once I left, like, the locker room or something, you would never hear me say, like, oh, I, get I, I it. shit it on so-and-so. Yo, I did that. I, I never, get it. That wasn't, that wasn't who I was. All right, person. all right. Well, I'm a, I'll do the shit talking for you. You be comfortable. <laughs> all right. For example, Omar Cook. How did you fare against Omar Cook? So, I did well. But the thing with O was, so you got to understand, we in the same grade. Okay. And you start to hear about kids. Like, Man, yeah. Okay. These kids. Such and such, yeah, such and such. So then, I go check him out, right? And he's just like devouring kids older than him, kids younger than him, mm-hmm. kids his age. And it was just like, and he had like that Mike Tyson that like yes. intimidating that bulldog type. Yeah, he had like that intimidating factor. Like yeah. players were like just giving him the ball because they were like so scared. And I was just like, damn, this kid is the real deal. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I'm not gonna let it happen to me right. when I play. Like you know, I always feel like right, I'm gonna fight. Hard, mm-hmm. so like when I played them, it was more like welcoming, welcoming like the challenge. So this is funny. So Sturgis, he can do like the visualization, right? So he's always visualized. So I had, I had a picture of O, I had a picture of Dre, I had a, like all like the top players in like New York City. They were like in in my locker room, right? Mm-hmm. Like specifically in my locker. Okay. Wow. Every time I go to my locker, I would see you them, see these like, guys every day. So I was more. So that was like, your vision board type my, of thing. Yeah, my mind was already like we played them already, and I already know the outcome. Before oh, already, before this kid was ahead of his now. So the picture, yeah. the pictures in my locker room was to meet that frequency, right? So when I see him, it was there was no nerves. Yeah, there was no nerves, and I, I, you know, what I'm saying I could project the energy that I want. So yo, I already, I already played. I so by the time the game happened, I already played the game in my mind. Mentally on how it's gonna go and Dude, how I wanted to go. I tell my daughter. So my daughter, oh she's eleven. God. She plays CYO right now. We live up in Rockland, yeah. and um, I tell her all the time. I'm like, on the way to the game, like if it's a little track or whatever. I'm like, yo, close your eyes. I want you to realize how you're gonna yeah. play this game. I want you to think about all the things that you tend to do wrong. How you're gonna fix them right now yeah. as we go. Never really does it. And I tell her how powerful something like that really no, is, because like you, you, he, you heard MJ do it all the time, right? Like he would visual, he would walk through the game before every game, just like really get a sense of what what he yeah. is, like really feel all the things that he's gonna go through. And and I, I keep telling, don't discount how important this is, because this will change the dynamic of how you play the game. Yeah. At a minimum, get you that comfort level, so that when you're out there, it's not like a shock. 
You're not acting. The game slows down somewhat yeah, does, when you do yeah. that. So that's. I mean, were you like the only one in the locker room? Nah, Mr. Sturgis had us doing that. Oh, so a lot of, damn, a lot of, Sturge. A lot of the players are doing that. I got to speak to Mr. Sturgis. He ain't doing that shit with me. Yeah, All right, so Mr. Sturgis, we got we yeah, to We didn't long. do that shit in class. We're going to have a long <laughs> talk, Mr. Sturgis, because I don't remember none of that shit. Yeah, so. Yo, so, but that's incredible, man. That's Yo, that's so ahead of your time type thing of thinking. I'm, yo, I'm getting into that now. But you, you know? see what his his. The the cheat code really yeah. Sturgis played Division One football, football yeah. oh. so he he been through some stuff already. He probably sense. got that from yeah. his time playing. That's incredible, still man. Plus, like a a player like oh at that time like me, D, me, like he had everything that like we wanted. Right. right. So it was like, how do we get that? I wasn't going to St. John. I wasn't McDonald's owner. I didn't know if I was even going to get a scholarship to college. Right. So right. That was my. Moment. College. That was, that was your yeah. NBA. That was my, you know what I'm saying? Right. That was that was my moment. So it was right. like I had to like embrace that. Yeah. But it wasn't and honestly, like people ask me all the time, like it really wasn't I, I can't even take credit for that because this coach of Caesar has such a good defensive scheme. And I realized that when I got in college. Right. That he has such a good defensive scheme that I could cheat so much. Uh. and I could play a certain type of game. Because I could he afford, for yeah, that. yeah, and I could afford it because the help was so was strong. There. The help was so strong there, and I realized when I started playing with other players on other teams, and I'll be hustling forces in my that person have a straight line like layups, and then I, I look, yeah, you look, you missed your side. So it wasn't like it wasn't like it was me like who stopped somebody or not. I it was it. more so like the, the defensive scheme. scheme that was set in place that. Stopped it. That reminds me of something. Um, <clears throat> my brother and I went to a recent Sam Raymond game. Uh, step against Stepanak, mm-hmm. probably like two weeks ago. Uh, Coach Lopez is the you know mm-hmm. coach of the race, and um, they have the star kid um, R.J. Davis. Stepanak does. He's a point guard. Sick. He was on the show. He's alumni. Yeah. What's up? Peace to you, brother. <clears throat> but what I say, I say that to say this: the defensive scheme was, in my opinion, genius. Mm-hmm. Like. Because they literally, he played like a literally like a one three one full court though. It was a box and one press. You, were you there? Yeah. You talking no, about? No, not oh, I'm game. thinking about Sam Raymond. I'm thinking about no, no, no. We talking about Sam. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, you talking? Oh, I'm sorry. You talking about what you you played a box and one? It was a box and one press. Oh, okay, okay. So it might okay. So I don't think so. Oh my god, I so, I, I wanted to go. I, I don't want to cheat against my own yeah. team, but I wanted to go to. I was like, yo, listen, man, take the ball out of the point guard's hand. Because he's the score and the point. I said, throw him up. Let somebody that you can trust with the ball bring it up. Because he's not. He's doing double duty. He's bringing, breaking the press by himself. Yeah. And he got a score. By the time he gets up court, he's exhausted. Yeah. Let somebody else that you can fix. Yo, yeah, he's, and they're doing it over and over, you know. But anyway, we, uh, of course, I'm saying Ray all day. I want y'all to win. Yeah. But, you know, I, I look at the game different. Because I love the game so much. I don't look at it just to, just to watch. Just to I'm, I'm looking at it like... Wait, man, this is you can break this press though, man. Y'all yeah. do you're running into a brick wall, you gotta adjust. Anyway, I say that to say that the, the system the thing the yeah, the um, it, it makes sense place. because Lopez comes from that umbrella. There's an yeah. umbrella of coaches that yeah. come from each other and everyone Lopez learned from coach Gary the season as well. So when you yeah. say that it stuck out. Like I was yeah. like, Oh, it makes sense. Cause it's 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 it might be subtle. Right? Like, to a person that may not know anything about yeah. basketball, like, oh, yeah, they just won the laws. They can't appreciate for the intricacies of the game. So when you say that, man, I'm going to salute you 
for not taking the onus on yourself, but through giving up, but also like you pointing out the facts of like how you got it done. Because yeah. it really is a team game, it's man. A team game. And it gets lost in the sauce sometimes, you know, because we the game sometimes gets individualized. We look at the star players and we think that that's that's yeah. the team, you know, Jordan, whoever, you know what I mean, and that's it. But it's it's more to it. So I applaud you. You like the Shane Batty of your day. Nah, you gonna take that. You Shane Batty? You gonna take that? No. Is that? Is that Shit. a knock? You think nah, you nah, better? Nah, oh, nah, no, nah. Shit. different position. I was thinking about different no, 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 position. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know, I know. But I'm but saying that, that style. If Philly, you give me like that, like he's the with him, we could win kind of guy. Yeah. He does all the dirty work, and he's gonna give you. You don't want to play against him. Yeah. I don't want to play against Shane Battier because Shane Battier gonna make me have a fit tonight. You know what I'm saying? Like that's you. Like I looked at you playing, and we all got electric. Like. Yo, man, yeah, I can steal. It's a fast break all the time. Yeah. Layups, jewels. That's, right, yeah. that's yeah, this, I'm doing this the whole time. Yeah, right. Same payment. That's me. Same payment was zoo. I gotta work on kind of your name. I swear to God, every trip. So you you said something that I'd like to kind of dig a little deeper in, which is when you went against these guys, Omar Cooks mm-hmm. and and those guys and Dre Barrett. That was your. Kind of like your pinnacle to yeah. an extent, right? Like that was because you weren't sure what the college situation yeah. was going to be, but you ended up going away to school mm-hmm. and you got a, a scholarship. Yeah. Was St. Francis a D one program? Yeah. Yeah. So look at that. So you got you got yeah, a, a so how did how did that come about? Obviously, you guys won the chip in two thousand. Mm-hmm. How did you? Was that before you guys even won? Like, what was that commitment? It was happening towards the end of. Um, Towards the end of the season, probably like the last like two months of the season. Wow! You got an offer letter. Yeah, they was and they were coming to the games. I did a visit and everything. So nice. is that the only one that was uh, courting you? Yeah, I, I, I want to say I think so. Okay. Okay. So. And how did you feel about like getting that letter two months uh, to go with the season? It wasn't. I don't even think I. I did get a letter, but I don't even remember a letter. I just remember saying like, Busy. "Yo, one of the coaches here from this school, they going I think it was his first year. He was looking for a guard, um, and they was like, "Yo, that's where you going." And then I, I looked into it, and it made it made sense. So right, that's that's that's. What so you're that's like, Yo, so PA, cool. here we come. Yeah. So, but up until that point, with the youth. Strongly considering another school, were you thinking about like basketball is done for me? Or, like, what were you? What was your mindset like as far as? Nah, I, didn't, I wasn't really thinking like. It's, for me, it's all like perspective mm-hmm. and, and mindset. So I wasn't really thinking about. I just know I didn't have a school, but I knew something was gonna get. Oh, okay. I okay. knew something was gonna get lined up. I just didn't know what exactly it was, what, yeah, what where, it was. But right. I knew, I knew it was, I knew it was coming. So you expected <clears throat> to go to to college on a scholarship. That oh was yeah, for sure. Okay. Oh, for sure. the whole the whole time, like the whole, the whole season. Time. Since okay. I was a little kid, that was. That was, that was, that was <laughs> since I was a little kid, that was, that, you know, that was the objective. Right. So, you know, it's so crazy, man. You're so unique, bro. Like, yo, I'm expecting to hear, yo, I'm nervous, yo, they're not calling, you know. No, 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 no. You don't even think like that. Is. You know I saying? did. What his destiny shall be. If you really put it out no, there, like, then get nah, it. If, if, if you put it out there, then get it. If you put it out there, like, this is what you want, this is going to be, then. Yeah, son, let me tell you that's something. That's what. You, I'm, I already got it. I'm you just the, working towards it. I'm you preparing the, myself. No, don't make me leave, man. I'm nah. out. I'm out. You, this you is too much business. I'm out. You're the minority in this regard. There's not a lot of people that think like that. Especially at that stage of your life. He's normal. Bro, you're a kid. You're a kid. He was thinking, thinking that way. I don't think he knew. I don't think you understand that you was. No, no, he was like fifty-five wisdom, right? But at a seventeen-year-old. But what he said earlier makes a lot of sense. He had a strong foundation at home. That's true. There's six of y'all. That's true. And you had cousins 
and there's mentors. a lot of influence trying and to mentors. groom you yeah. into being in position. And mentors though too. And mentors, and mentors, along the way. Your coaches, all yeah, this yeah, stuff. There's a lot. You had a lot, but you, but, but you, guy, guy. So I, since I was a kid, right, in the Bronx area, uh, where I grew up from, where I grew up at, a lot of those players were like being produced. From that area, uh, like, uh, like McDonald's All Americans, NBA right, players. Right. So from third to like, let's just say eighth grade, mm-hmm. right? I could be taking a bus home. I could be at a game. I could be in the pizza shop, the barber shop. There was always like an influence. Yeah, right. like the kid, like, like, like Terrence Wrencher. Oh, like, wow. The kid lived on like one seven fourth. I lived on one seventy second. So I was a little kid. He right. probably didn't even know me at the time. Right. But I'll be on the bus. Right, be on mm-hmm. the bus with him, even mm-hmm. on the bus, mm-hmm. and then I'll go to like a St. Raymond's basketball game, high school game at the time in fourth grade. He's playing right, and he's like doing his thing, mm-hmm. right. And then from there, like you see him on the bus, and then all of a sudden he's like on on Texas. Wow! And he gets like drafted to the NBA. So he's saying like Reggie Freeman. Oh like, man! Like all all these guys who were like coming from my same neighborhoods who I saw every day, like just chilling in the park. Mm-hmm. Being and, regular. Yeah, being regular That's in the store. Man. So I dope. was seeing them go from there, to go to, uh, playing on ESPN, Dick Vitale going yeah. crazy. That's and so dope. making a career either in the NBA or going like overseas. So, so it was always- like, It was attainable. Yeah, it was always attainable. Right, right? it was right and in then, front of like, me. And then my brother was, was obviously on that same path and he had great relationships. So those same dudes were like in my house chilling. Wow. Right, so then that, it was just like, oh, this okay. is, so time. this is what's- it, it was normal. It was already, yeah, it was already in place. Like, okay, I'm already in the same program. I'm doing the same work I was doing. I have the same people, the same coaches, the same trainers. I was already like in that pipeline mm, that, was, that so was producing dope, like the space. So I already knew like if I just come to the gym and put in work early, during, and after that, something was going to happen. Yeah, so when it came to like, oh, from like, from like, yeah, the, I already knew it was going to happen. I didn't know. Now, nah, I could have felt short. I'm not sure. Right, I no, but, short, but, still, but you, you had you that was doing the work. You did everything you were supposed to, yeah. and you had every influence. You had everything in place, so you're going to do the work. Yeah. And then you still got to do the work, and you were already doing this. Yeah. Like, yo, again, mm-hmm. man, it, they, I'm not going to let you go with thinking that shit was normal for an average person. Obviously, it's not, because if you think nah, about a success, he knows that. it's yeah. a small percentage of people that are successful. We're talking about like, but the bottom is full. I'm talking about my so the way I look at the basketball landscape, right? And I think a lot of people take this for granted. Everybody's mission is to get to the NBA. Mm-hmm. Like that's globally. Like that's what yeah, people yeah, consider yeah. like the pinnacle, right? right? To me, especially from where we come from, yo, to go to college for free? For free man. That's sons. Like that that's that's the, the mountaintop for me. No, but when I say success, I'm just talking about success, period. Like I got you brought the hood and you made mm-hmm. something of yourself. That we all respectable. Yeah. I, I don't know what that looks like, but you know, teachers on what I'm saying is you already having those th- that foundation, those tools. But that's and honestly, like I feel like that's the biggest thing. Of course, there were, there were so many like kids and players that were like ten times better than me mm-hmm. that I couldn't even like mess with on the right. court. Mm-hmm. But that discipline aspect was not, not everybody there, got. Yeah. It wasn't then. You like, saw that earlier. Yeah. You're like, yeah, this guy, he don't want it. Now, it's even that. It's just like how they approach it, how they approach the game, or just keep on consistently getting in trouble or grades. Oh, or I see. Not, not taking the craft serious. Yes. Like that whole discipline action. I got it. Discipline area that 
they were just having a hard time because they didn't have the structure yeah. that foundation that provided the discipline right right so Bossy B, funny story. Oh, yes. Let's Not talk about funny story, real story. Real, let's, let's introduce real, him first. This real, is a, real story. He was... Let's talk about... Yeah, I'm not even too familiar with him. Yo, so I'm so excited. We was in... What's his full name? Do you know his full name? Sean. I'm not sure what uh, let me just say, let me just say for people, because people are like, like, I'm excited. So that's his nickname? Bossy? Yeah, Bossy. Yeah. Yo, ba- all right, real quick, but then you're sorry. Yeah. sorry. So, Bossy is a, a former Sam Raymond alum player. He played in J- freshman and JV, mm-hmm. correct? Am I right? No, he didn't play freshman. He played JV. He played only JV. Yeah. And he played one year or two? He played two years. Two years of JV. Yo, I, I'm going I'm to I'm piggyback off his story, because I got some shit to say. Is D. Miller, you involved in this story? But we just all love. But uh, we're going to introduce Bozzy B. Tell me a story about Bozzy B. Yo, Bozzy nah, B, a, listen in, nah, man. Real, it, it goes off of uh, what you were saying about like the foundation and yeah. having the tools and being disciplined. So we just, we came in the same class. Okay. He didn't even play with us. He played up, right? So as a freshman. From jump. Yeah, he played up from wow. jump. From tryouts. We was all at tryouts. And then from tryouts, they decided like, he's going to play JV. Boss. Like, oh, okay. JV. Now, I'm not saying he was projected and make it here and here, but I know what his skill set that he yeah, had. He, he could at least he could at least went to college and got a scholarship, whether it was division one or division two. two. He could at least went to college. For sure. For free. Yeah. Um and I remember that that's that's my boy. So <laughs> I try to I'm trying to find the words. <laughs> and there's one of the realest things one of the realest stories or, okay. that you probably hear was that I'm not sure what he was on. If he was like on a full like scholarship in St. Raymond's, they had like those programs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. sponsorship. Yeah, sponsorship. I'm yeah. not sure if he was on a full one or like a part-time one that he right. paid half, or if he lost it. With. But I remember, like that was my boy. So I, I was seeing him outside, he'd be hustling, right? Right. Mm. This is like in freshman of high school. Fre- you freshman. Like 14, high school hustling 15? already. Fourteen. Right. Jesus Christ. So a lot of people do. But at high school, so this 14, yeah. 14 hustling. 15 hustling, right? You're a freshman, sophomore, right? You got all the talent. Coming into school and paying his tuition. Himself. Himself. Hmm. What's that? 3000 Shit. What was it? 3000 A year? A year? Yeah, something like that. that. 3500 bucks. So you 14 years old, 15 years old, subsidizing your own education so you can have the opportunity to, you know what I'm saying? Obviously, you can say shit yeah. here and play basketball, right? Mm. But... He just kept on getting in trouble, kept on getting in trouble. And right. he was just like, I remember, like, yesterday we had a conversation. He was like, man, like, he got in trouble. He was like, man, forget it. Like, I'm not, I keep on getting in trouble, and I'm coming out of my pocket. Trouble in school or yeah, trouble in school? Street. Okay. Trouble in school, yeah. Wow. yeah. So he's like, I keep getting in trouble in school, you know, suspended, can't play. And he's like, and I'm paying money out of my pocket. I'm only 14, 15. So right. he's like. That's incredible, I, man. I'm keeping yeah, moving. Yeah, keep, keep it moving. Damn. You know what I'm saying? And I, that's something I never, like, a kid shouldn't have to pay. His yeah. own tuition, right? Nah. out of school, for for him to get that opportunity. That's right. Yo, that's that even yo. Oh my God, man! I have even more respect for him. So dude. that's what I'm saying, man. Like he didn't really have the that foundation at all. That, at all. Yeah, right. You which, gotta kind of be lucky. Which, which was the discipline area, like that success. Yeah, yeah. So about like the dis- he didn't have that discipline. So now when the opportunity presented itself, he, he has to ready. fall back because he had the IQ, he had the skill set, but. He had the, the discipline. The discipline. So when it was time to fall back on those those discipline fundamentals, he couldn't, he didn't couldn't have do it. it. He didn't have it. But it's not his fault. No, no, no. Right. The you foundation. Right. He, he just didn't have it. It wasn't his fault. He came from, he's coming from an adverse 
situation. Right. So it wasn't really for to so, so for when it's time for him to fall back on it, couldn't So he was I mean, so he was nice. He would have probably been in St. Raymond, le- you know, legendary St. Raymond player. Possibly, yeah. Oh, possibly. hell yeah, man. He was do, do, you st- nice. is, do we know what his outcome has nah, been? I, I got I, I lost his number, but we was we was talking. I, I want to say I might have something like a year and a half ago. Okay. Last summer, maybe. Really? Like, oh, who was last spring, year? but then I, I lost the contract. Yeah. Yo. Well, I, I hope the best for that. Dude. Let me tell you something, man. This is, this is where I, because I used to watch him play JV naturally because, you know, the varsity yeah, game, yeah. so I would just be there. Just, just watching him, and he was killing all the time. His name always popped up. He, you didn't leave there without knowing Bozzi at that mm. point. You just he stood out. Lefty, could play, make, could pass the ball. His handle was right, sick, yeah. quick, fast, jumper. Strong, yeah, everything. Yeah. He, there's nothing. But he was skinny, strong. Like he, he was, was strong, like, yeah. he was slim, but ripped. Rip. This time, yeah. I'm like, what? Like that didn't even make sense to me. Like I didn't get yeah. that you could be skinny and strong. He had everything, everything. Okay, so this way. So I'm already I'm I'm hype off that. So D Mill and him one day I, I it was uh I think that this time they're letting us go outside for lunch or something like that. I don't remember exactly why I was outside. I don't know if I snuck out. I don't know what happened. Probably like intramurals too. Something happened. No no no. These people they, oh. so they were across the street. This time we didn't have a backyard yeah. basketball. Okay. This is before the the, the the whatever that. So we used to use the cross the street park. Um, in yeah, yeah, street. yeah yeah. So I'm in the corner of my eye. I'm looking at. I'm like I recognize D Miller's there. I'm like, oh man, let me see. You know, he's shooting around. I see somebody else with him. So I'm like, oh, let me just go. Like D Miller's a name. You know, what I mean, he's big out here. You know, what I mean? let me see what's going on. So I go to the park, and um, these guys they playing one on one, but they going at it. You know what I mean? They going at each other. Like D Miller's backing them down. You know what I mean? He had the good size on him, so he killing in the post. But Bozzy gets the ball. Bozzy's making his ass dance now. He's like, bing, 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 bing. At this time, this is the first time I ever said bing bing with my mouth because I couldn't help. What do you? How do you describe? You describe, what, you describe what just happened? Like that. I'm like that. Bing bing bing. You making bing backpedaling shit. Floaters, Jay. I'm like, oh my god. So he he just destroyed D Miller. D Miller. This time we all knew D Miller was prime. He's going D one. It's clear, and this man gave him everything he can handle on. So my eyes now. So now I don't look at him just as a side freak show JV kid. Now he got my eye like, yo, you that nigga, bro. Yeah, like, you that, like, there is no, uh, I don't know, sure. You're that dude. Like, so he had every ounce of talent that you want in a, in a point guard, in a person. I don't know. Like, you knew more because you was more affiliated. Yeah. But what I saw, like, I don't, I don't want to say NBA because I don't know. But I just know he could have been a success. And, and, and like you said, could have been overseas. Could have been somewhere. But he could have been. So I hope you're doing well, Bazzi, bro. Like, my word. Damn. Hope this gets out to you. But D. Miller. We got some shit to talk about, baby. <laughs> that's that's kind of um, you know, one of the things that I'm, I wish we were able to do back yeah. in the day, which is like capture footage and stuff like that, right? Because yeah. like a lot of that stuff is is legend that you hear. Very few times do you actually get footage or even you know like we doing like an audio recording of, right. of yeah. those stories. Yeah. So I wish like you know there was a moment where you're like oh shit you could see that in action because that's that's beautiful to see. I agree, but I think that's that's what makes this podcast beautiful because you know sometimes these stories get lost in like you know what I'm saying like yeah. little conversations you might call somebody and relive those moments to yourself right. right. But now small circles. Yeah. Now we get to live it here. I mean. You take memories with you, like like right yeah. now. We don't have the all like the excuse me the footage of you. We can't appreciate you guarding Omar Cook, for example. But we can imagine, you yeah, know, what the mean? 
Well, I mean, I'm just saying yeah. right at this moment, like, yeah. and uh, we would love that footage. Yeah, by please. The way. Yeah, if you if you have any footage I'm of yourself in high school, I gotta Mr. Lopez, that would be dope. Know, he got some archives. That would be dope. Seriously, like, if you had something like that, that would be that would help a lot because I I personally want so my our thing is we want viewers to know Facebook name. A lot of, a lot of viewers don't know. They can't appreciate it to the level we are. They're not. Some of them are not saying Raymond anything affiliated. So it's like you're brand new on the scene to them. So I would love that. You know, I would love that yeah. for my own personal. So, because I want, you know what I mean? I want to relive yeah. that, but, you know, I'm just saying. So, wait. So, let's go back to college. Okay. So, you go to St. Francis. Mm -hmm. How was that basketball-wise and then similarly academically? Because you mentioned you were, you were there three years. And yeah, in three years, you... I was there four years. I graduated from there. Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Four there, four and then you went yeah. to Dominican yeah, for one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you, you stayed the course at mm -hmm. St. Francis. How was that basketball experience? It was, that was probably the most challenging time, wow. time of my life. Wow. Because it, and I say that because it was adversity and it was losses. And mm. I, I've never That's consistently great. faced like adversity and like losses. Mm. So it was, that was probably like, but it was what I needed. Right? Mm. Life is not always sex or sex or sex or down. And it was at that point where I started facing like um, failures. So. Mm. Yo, you know what, man? Let me tell you something, man. I don't know, yo. But you might have to be the president of the United States for this motherfucker at this point. I mean, you got too much shit going on. But, but, but he knew everything. No. He was in college, and I needed this shit. I'd have been like, what the fuck? What you say? We don't fucking know. At the moment, though, as it was happening, no, you weren't saying that. At, at, at times, at times, I, I was. Okay. Um, so it would happen as a message. Like, a message in like uh, you see, because you so expect them. Well, you knew that already. You, you I knew that already. Yeah, I already knew that. But at times, I didn't. At times, that you was forget. in my mindset. Like, right. what's the message? Oh, I, I'm immersed in it. Right. Sometimes right, I take a right. step back. But so the objective when I went, I wasn't naturally a point guard. I was more of a combo. Oh. Mm -hmm. So I was going there to primarily play point. Oh, okay. Okay. So I was going to convert, right? And that was. It was gonna be a challenge, but I always I was a person that did, that was my game, just work hard, right? Right. So I knew I could do it. Obviously, I just had to work, but I got hurt, and I, I think I told my knee my first year, no, my second year. Oh shit! I didn't play my first year uh, academically, and okay. then um, the year that I came, I, I was about to play. I got hurt before you took the court, like for the yeah, regular season, like preseason. What uh, happened? Oh shit! I had to get knee surgery. I don't know what. Wow, that's severe. Man. I think I was doing squats. Team, where team was lifting with weights. It was weights. I was like doing squats. Heavy, heavy weights. Yeah, yeah. That's that's one reason why I stopped lifting weights. I don't even lift weights anymore. You know what? <laughs> I just do calisthenics. But um, we were doing squats, like team work. I was doing squats, and then I felt something in my knee. Ah. I didn't really feel a pop. I just felt like, something weird. Yeah, like when I was walking, it was a little weird. So then I got um, like an MRI, and they said like. Um, It's, oh, I'll tell you, I right, know no story. Um, they said, like, you tore, like, some tissue. They're like, but it's going to heal. It's going to heal by itself, so you don't need, so you don't need surgery. Mm. And I, I want to say it did. They was like, you got to take, like, I forgot, six to eight weeks off, something like that. Right. So then I took it, whatever. I did that. Um, this was the summer, actually. This was the summer until my sophomore year. Okay. So I was still in school, so then right. I had enough time to... Recover for the next season. Enough, so yeah, and then when the next season came, that preseason, I think we were playing open gym. And um, I don't remember the exact play, 
but I, I'm not sure if I was doing like a spin move and somebody must have stepped on my foot. But I was doing a spin move and somebody like ran interfered. Into it. Yeah, yeah, like somebody like interfered and it was just like it was just like a life review. You know, they said he said like when you pass away, you just see like <laughs> oh yeah, shit, whole, like, really? Flash, like flash, yeah. flash. It was like I just saw like my whole basketball career just like flash, flash like. So that was something I never like experienced My before. God, so so now I already sat out the first year. I'm looking forward to my second year finally playing. And then I got hurt. Adversity. Yeah. And like I was saying, I was going there to convert. Right. The combo guys. Right. So it's already another challenge. So now I was like, all right, instead of me spending my time converting to the one, I got to spend my time rehabbing and recovering and building strength. Oh my God. And building strength back. what kind of pressure does that put on you? Because the coach comes and he recruits you. I don't know yeah. if in that period of time the coach leaves or there's a yeah, transition. Yeah, you know, I'm more like, um, like everybody feels pressure. But like I said, it's like even kills. Like I see it. I was in the season right, right now. I'm already in it. So it's not more so like feeding. Like the pressure is just more like working through it. Yeah, like working through it. Like me and my... Like me, Jules, we've been in the locker room. Like that was like that's what we wanted. Like you know right. what I'm saying? Like you're gonna press me, I right, watch. That was the mindset. Like you're gonna press me, like watch how I come through this. Like mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like I that know. that was our mindset every game. Like, oh you don't think I could do it? Mm-hmm. Oh you think you think that's gonna stop me? Oh, you don't know me. Like watch watch me. Right. And it, we were always getting through that, right? Right. So that's how we built our confidence, like when we was playing teams and winning, because we were showing people and showing ourselves that mm-hmm. we could do it. Right. So when that was still like tough for me, but I still had the mindset like, no matter what it is, I'm, I'm gonna persevere through it. So like as time went by, it was like, all right, now it's time to switch that mode on, and turn into a beast. You know what I'm saying? Have that beast mentality and be like, all right, now watch me, watch how I get through this. No, that's incredible. But I, never had, <laughs> but I, I never really got, I never really got through it. Through the I, injury. Yeah, through the injury. How I saw myself get. Okay. Hit. Through the injury, so that's why I said it was like a challenging time for mm. me because now it was like I wasn't getting through it how I wanted to get through. Right, it, right. But so, but you eventually did play. Well, yeah. there was. It's funny because in the following year I got hurt again. God, same, same thing. My opposite, my opposite knee. Oh shit! The same exact same surgery. Injury, yeah, same, same injury. Same injury. Opposite knee. Yo, I, and I think the other one was worse because it was like a. MCL, uh-huh. which is not that bad, but then I had a partially torn ACL. Oh. So it wasn't. But. Oh my God. And that took, like. Mad time, time for recovery. Yeah, this took everything. Nah, it was like. Uh, six months? Nah, that was, it wasn't even that long. It was like six to eight weeks. But okay. first of all, I wasn't like a fast. I wasn't a fast player. I was more methodical. Right. But then I already lost a step. Now, okay. otherwise, I lost two steps. So right. now, now, now you really. I can't. couldn't really. I couldn't really go by where I want. And then that's two years of not really playing. Yeah. So now my rhythm is my rhythm is gone. I never really started in the preseason. I might be started preseason and then got hurt. So it was like everybody's already like in rhythm. Right. Um, now there was times and spots <clears throat> that I was able to like catch rhythm, but it was more so like sustaining it. Got yeah. it. I mean, I had, but there were spots and windows like within my career where I, where I had some good games. And, I had to take like a cortisone shot because my knee would like swell up. Uh, so I would take a cortisone shot and I don't, I don't feel nothing. It's the day, the time, yeah, I, I want to say it's for like six weeks, this shot. Oh, wow. I could be wrong. Four okay. weeks, six weeks. But for those four to six weeks, I was like back 
to like my regular self. Mm. Like that was probably like one of the best feelings because I was doing everything that, that I wanted to do. that I knew that I could do. So it kind of gave me some uh, assurance. You know, you know, it's the yeah. one, one thing that stood out to me, right? Because you, we've talked to previous players on this podcast and um, just going through like injuries, etc. Not just the physical aspect of it, but the mental one, mm-hmm. right? Like you already talked about like you, you knew methodic, you were the methodical, yeah. you were fast. But like mentally, I'm thinking, yo, I just hurt. I'm thinking if I mm-hmm. was you, I'm actually obviously we scared to get hurt again, yeah, yeah. right? So like you didn't mention that at all, and I wonder if that had anything to do because you already had the advert, like yeah. you said two years, and you had enough on your play. I feel like to overcome. Mm-hmm. So do you feel like that also? Like yo, damn man, I just got her here, and I got her here. Like I'm not gonna play as aggressive because you you know for your heart. Yeah, so I, that was my game. So that's how if you don't play with your heart, yeah, you yeah, might yeah. not play. That was my game. So I just had to do it. I wasn't really skilled. I wasn't like a defensively. I was skilled. Right. Offensively. <clears throat> I wasn't I wasn't as skilled as I would have liked to be. Yeah, whatever. For sure, for sure. I'd like to have been. Um, But I I don't. I didn't. That didn't enter your mind. It's like saying, like, yo, this is what I am, so I'm not that. I'm dead then, so might as well not. Yeah, but, and a lot of times, like, during that time, I was already, like, thinking, like, yeah, three, four, like, I. This is over. Like, you know what I'm saying? Wow. But even going into college, I already knew, like, after year one or two, like, if I don't, like, obviously, like, establish myself, then I got to start thinking. What's uh, next? What's next? So a lot of times when I was just on the bench, because I couldn't play, I had to sit out the whole year for, like, injuries or, like, half the year for injuries. I was, like, with the coaching staff. So my mindset, all right. Let me see, like, what they doing, how coaches approach it. So I was already like, all right, when it's over, I'm up. Trying I'm to get into coaching. That's so, yo. That's dope because you could have easily just been the depressed, like, pity me type of player. I mean, there was times, there was times where I was, like, yeah, depressed because it was a lot. I'm away from home. I'm in, right. like, a rural area that I've never seen, like, in my life. The first the first year and a half, two years, I never left my dorm because I'm coming from, like, the Bronx inner city to, like, the sticks. Sticks where there's nothing there. Right. Right. So, you know, that's right. There. That's something that to underline heavily because for any city youth like ourselves, like that's yeah. a complete drastic change right. in the environment. And for being so young to coming from this is what you yeah. know. And not only that, but pursuing your goal. It's a brand yeah. new everything. Like, what was that like for you? I say it's the best. It was the best thing for me. That's why I, I, I love my, I love St. Francis so much because it was the best thing for me coming from the inner city. Uh, then going there, it gave me like a, a whole new like perspective. Yeah. Um, and I was already going like as a kid, I was already going places like to play basketball. So mm. I was always out of New York. Mm, okay. I got family in uh, in Canada, so I was spending a lot nice. of my time in the summertime in like Montreal and Toronto. So I was seeing nice. life through so many different lenses. lenses That's crazy. That's a little kid. So when I got out there, it wasn't like out. No, it was a total culture shock sure, for me. But sure. and like I said, it was like all right, I'm I'm here in this in this town now for four years, but like pros and cons, like, all right, I got a full ride scholarship. If I do what I have to do on the court, right, the opportunity was there for for the offense to run through through me or for me to be a vital player. So I have that, I'm in a division one school, I got scholarship, I got the ball in my hands. Like what, 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 what else do you want? Right. Plus it's more of an intimate, so I'm getting like one-on-one sessions with teachers for, for my education. So it was like, all right, what more you want? You want to leave that and go somewhere else? 
the attention wasn't, yeah, that wasn't well there. Put. But at the same time, it's like that's I commit to it. I want to finish it. Yeah, see it too. So even like when I got hurt, I was thinking about leaving and going somewhere else. I wasn't really playing that much at times. Or I had to like start all over again. And it was just like nah. I was always a person whenever adversity like came into my life that I would get through it. So it was like as tough as it was, it was like, all right, I'm gonna get through this again. So it's just more of that that mindset. So you you, you actually attained a degree at the school. So and and through so like let's say like this back half of that, you know, mm-hmm. collegiate experience, were you playing more or was it kind of the same pattern? It was spot. So I wanna say when I was a senior. Okay. Was the that was probably time you got the so, most playing time? Yeah, so my sophomore year, I got hurt. Right. Um, I came back that year, but it was, I came back in the middle of the year. My injury was still bothering me. I played through it, but it wasn't like I wasn't the same person. Okay. That summertime, I spent a lot of time like trying to catch my rhythm and develop my game back, uh, which I which I which I did a good job on. And then my junior year, I got hurt again. Right. Mm. So that it was just like yeah, it was just like so. Then it was like the same thing. Now when that. When that time went by my junior year, same thing, I worked on my game and I got back this senior year, but it was like I was saying, uh, the objective was to convert to a point guard. Mm-hmm. So those three years that went by, two and a half years that went by that I should have been developing my game, yeah. I was more so focusing on rehabbing and strengthening my legs back. But my senior year, I had some, but through it all, like some junior year, senior year, I had some good games. I had hmm. some real good games. I just want to say this, man, and I'm dead serious. I'm going to put it on the universe. Right here, right now on Dribble and Dimes. This man right here, one day is going to have his own book. What is his life? How you know he didn't do one yet? (laughs) All right, if you did, plug it in, man. (laughs) But if you didn't, and it's like, yo, yo, because you, it's, I'm dead serious when I say it. I am blowing smoke. I'm dead ass serious. It's a unique but necessary perspective and story to share. Mm-hmm. We lucky to break it. I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm gonna speak yeah, for my yeah. brother. We lucky to break it because I didn't know I didn't know you to this. I didn't know you this profoundly. I got you know knew you high and by mm-hmm. really, but I'm 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 humbled and I'm grateful to have known you this way. But I know that what we're doing here, the story because of what the lessons that you're teaching us is necessary is a necessity for everybody, mm-hmm. in all walks of life. So I don't want to, uh, uh, you know, downplay that. I think it's imperative yeah. that people hear your story. I'm glad that we get to, you know, say, but I don't want us to just be the yeah. only ones having the, t- the jewels. You know what I mean? I think we all should have it. Because at the end of the day, what, 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 what we have mostly in society is a, a lot of people are ignorant about a lot of different mm-hmm. shit. But you come in from a, from a different climate that was definitely foreign to us growing up for sure. You know, and I'm sure just like this, there's millions out there. You know what I mean? That just if I don't know that twenty years ago, you know. But I'm not I'm not hitting on hating and bashing and saying mm-hmm. what a, you know none of that. But it's more like yo, that's dope. It's a dope and unique perspective. It's a necessary thing. So you know we are gonna break that. Hey, I'm calling right now. That man right here, Matt Augustus, is gonna have his book. Simon and Schuster, uh, give us a shout. We're gonna be his agent. You know and, what I'm uh, saying? This man get to know. <laughs> he already got the look down packed. And, and, and before you get to his book, why don't you check out mine? Cause I'm a, I'm a part of you know it. Volume one. <laughs> out on Amazon.com and DM me for a book. Emilio <laughs> underscore the poet. Well, back to you, Mr. Matt Augustus. <laughs> I'm dead serious with what I say. I put it out there in the universe. Yeah. And um Are you, you know, working on a book? 
No. Okay. Nah, you, just in case. When, you said, when I said it, though, after the look you gave was like, yeah, you have a, a thought, thought about it. Thought, thought, yeah. thought, yeah. You see that shit? It's, I mean, it's definitely... Not about... Not about no, you should. Sure. Just, no. just sure. Okay. Oh, sure. okay. Yeah, yeah. Consider this the beginning of your story. I really like, do. Yeah, no, I, you should I, really... I don't, I, don't, I don't have, like, a story. Like, nah, I mean, son, you just, you nah, just told Your story is in this mind. The adversity part of it. Yeah, but that's, that's that's a mindset though. Yeah, people, you see, but you're, you're I'm gonna tell you guys this story. I'm gonna tell you guys this story. And adversity, Jules Hodge. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that's been my man since starting playing basketball, third, fourth grade. That's and and just and just for the listeners, because we have the fortunate, I guess, circumstance where we know when you say Jules Hodge, we understand what that means. Yeah. <laughs> for those that don't know. You might know him better from his college days playing at uh, NC State. Mm-hmm. He's probably one of the all-time greats. I don't know where he ranks, but definitely somebody who's highly touted over there. As so. far as NC State concerned, uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 I want to. I don't know if big one of the biggest scorers in that school's yeah, history or whatever. Yeah, but definitely. Sorry, so I, like Jules is my man. I pride like with my friendship, right? It's especially from where we were to like where we are now. So mm-hmm. that Jules is a person who I seen from third grade, fourth grade. Right, like wearing socks for gloves, right? ah. wearing like three, four windbreaker jackets because he didn't have a winter coat. Wow! From there to going wow. insane, being um, was was he Mr. Basketball? I think he was Mr. He Basketball. He was Mr. Basketball. Yes, being the Mr. Year Basketball. After Peter, I yeah. think he got it right. Yeah. yeah, being Mr. Basketball, I'm seeing him score thirty points in a quarter. Mm. Right, then to go there to to NC State, be ACC Player of the Year. To get drafted into the NBA, it's yeah. incredible. To see him get shot, shot, uh, yeah, right? for yeah. him coming back from getting shot, rehabbing to play again. So, like, you're talking about like yeah. adversity. Like, that's somebody. That's like a good. That's, that's a good story. That's like a yeah. We story. we're gonna get that one too. <laughs> well, you know what it is. So, um, I'm not again. I get what you're saying. It's like that's another level, you know. But I think what what, what you have to understand is. The common folk, in my opinion, probably don't experience what you just mentioned. That's true. Most people ain't getting shot, for example, or maybe go to the NBA, what have you. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I could relate to you or just on some like real basic level. Like I could Mm -hmm. see, okay, yeah, maybe if I had this college probably. I could see. I feel like it lends itself more to the common folk. That's what I'm trying Mm -hmm. to say. And it's not to... I don't, but I don't want to downplay your story because even though you know, we, you know what it is, the society we 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 emulate too much celebrity statuses. You know what I mean? We like this dude made a movie. He's a trillionaire. You know, this it's cool. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that it's not important. I'm just saying that the yeah. common folks still exist yeah. to an average working man. Yeah. We still out here too. You know, it's just not it's not just you know um, movie star or nothing. You know what yeah. I mean? So I'm just I'm saying you have principles, you have morals, you have values instilled. That I think we all need to hear mm-hmm. about, and I'm again, I'm not blowing smoke. Like I don't talk like this to every single person. I'm dead ass every. Like you got something there that I wish I had, and I'm gonna. I'm true be yeah. told, true to true to form. I'm gonna instill today. You know what I'm saying? You gave me a jewel. You know, on some real. Like growing up, right? I don't. I want to say like I was one of the best players, right? Because I played against like a lot of talented people and like a lot of like. A, our AU team mm-hmm. had like so many of them, like Kenny Satterfield. Yes. Majestic Shout out man. to you, Magic. Yes. Boy, the same Rays AAU team. Yeah, same Rays. Yeah. My nice. boy, um, Dre Barrett, McDonald's right. All American. Julius Hodge, McDonald's All American. Yeah. Y'all was all on the same um, AAU, AAU squad. Team? Yeah, yeah. That's, Sat, that's not Sat fair. was a class above me. I, I, okay. I didn't play it all that time. Okay. Then mm-hmm. you're looking at like Francisco Garcia. Yes. Uh, yes. Yes. Ray. It was like so much talented. Oh, man. It's like so much talented players. 
and I knew what my game was. It wasn't really on that on that level, right? Okay. So the one thing that I had to do to separate myself was start with my first approach, right? Because mm. it was always be like, all right, I'm not, I'm not telling him this. I'm like, of, of course, course. It's you on your own. He could do that. This, this, this. <laughs> I know he could do it. I'm not going to hate. And I know I can't do it, right? So I knew where I was automatically. So that what started, like, all right, my mindset. All right, like, how am I going to approach this now? I what puzzle to, like, piece am I Yeah, exactly. Going? I had to, like, outthink you, right? I had, oh, I had to outthink myself on right. like, how to do it or how to make up for what I lacked. Right. But I felt like the skill set that I did have was defense. Because when I talk to people about it all the time, is that I was able to read, I was able to read people. That's, I mean, that's kind of the way you I was able to read people, so mm -hmm. I already knew what you were doing. It didn't matter how good you were, I knew what you were going to do. Right. Even if you got it off on me, I still knew. You right, you right. Knew steps. It got to the point where I, I used to guard people. And I would tell them moves that they're gonna do. No. <laughs> and what was the, what was that reaction to? Just look at me like, like who the fuck are you? I could tell it was coming in and out, in and out crossover, and they were they were looking. Were you no, were man. you saying it to be an ass to them, or were you saying it just to check yourself? It's, like, it's, so I'm, I wasn't. I'm not like a. I'm not a shit trash talker. talker yeah. yeah, I'm not a trash. I mean, the, you could talk trash to me. Right, right. Like, I laugh at you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, but that, that's I laugh at you. Right. My whole thing was presence. And mindset, and I gotta come at you from. I gotta knock you game. off your game a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I gotta come at knock you off the game. So I will call out your move, and then I'll just look at you. So, you know, it wasn't. I wasn't like. Oh, it wasn't on some cocky shit. Yeah, yeah, it shit. That shit level that was, of shit talk. Yeah, that was my like level of shit talk. <laughs> that sounds was more so just present, but it's it's mindset. Yeah, Yo, everybody talks shit. Fault. Yeah, you know, what I'm saying? everybody fault. talks shit. So, and I'm not uh, going back and yeah, forth with yeah, you, yeah, yeah. So it was more so of like the presence, right? Did they? Okay, okay. Because, oh man, this is genius shit. But in that same, the other side of that, was there ever a player that talked, like, talked so much to, to the point they got you out of it? Did someone throw you off your game? Like, yo, this guy is, I'm upset right now. Nah, I'm, I mean, I'm gonna tell do you, I know no. the big talks. His, nah. men, his mental strength is just so strong. Nah, at that, especially at that time? What Come on, so stop. What you said? There was nobody. Talk to me like shit wise. No, like, but yeah, like that, you would allow it. Nobody that got no, off on me and killed me and got yeah, buckets yeah, on me. But now got you move, off but... your game. That's what I'm saying. Nah. Like, you know how you 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 speak as if you had a plan. You already know. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna yeah. check him. I'm gauging. But I'm gonna tell you, threw you off of that. Like, yo, I'm gonna kill this game. But I technicals. I, my boy is one of the biggest shit. Julius Hawes. Oh yes, I know. You talking about shit? Harlem? What? He talks. Yeah, yo, let me tell you something, yo, Julius. I'm gonna tell you something. I used to hate Julius. Because I had him in gym class, and I, I, yeah, I yeah. experienced shit talk. I, yo, I'm going to kill Jules. You don't know that, but it's all up now. But yo, back in that day, yo, I used to hate him. You should see us in practice. He would be so mad. Like, you follow, like, going at it. Like, you following me? You can't guard me? Like, we were, like, oh. to the point where they had to, like, separate right, y'all. Yeah, you go on that team, you go on that team. Then he'll get somebody young on him, and he'll start scoring, and he'll start talking <laughs> more shit. Like, but... Jules is like the biggest shit talker oh, wow. ever. It's and he's the type of person that like he'll call you out all the time in front of right. In front of break your yeah, ass down. In so, practice or in general? In general. Anywhere. In general. In That's, at the supermarket. It doesn't fucking yeah, matter. Yeah. <laughs> That's his game. But we all have a mindset, right? So Yo, wait, I I wanna I wanna yeah. touch on this before we close because your fifth year of college, mm -hmm. which you did at Dominican uh, mm -hmm. college, I thought was kind of genius based on where you were at the time. Do you want to share kind of how yeah. how that happened? So I had one year left of eligibility 
but I graduated. I didn't really want to uh, go back to school and play because of my situation right. being hurt. So I was home looking for a job, and I couldn't find a job. And my brother played there, so I knew I knew the coaching staff there, and they knew I was home. And I was like, you know what? If I can't get a job, I might as well just go back to, uh, and get my master's. Mm-hmm. So then I, I went there for one year to get my to get my master's. I didn't complete it. I think it was like a two year program. Okay. Um, but that that was the that was the idea. That the purpose. Yeah, that was that was my perspective on why I was going to go there, and obviously I could still play. Play basketball. That's that's smart because I mean you took advantage of an opportunity, still having the ability mm-hmm. and and the eligibility to do you know to play while trying to achieve a, a greater degree mm-hmm. for free. But I, I technically I technically graduated in three years at St. Francis. Right. I spent my summers up oh. there taking summer school. Wow. So by the time I was a senior, I only had like two. Classes, two classes. That's so smart. I had like two classes my first semester, and then my last semester I had like one class. So I, I could have been technically done. done. I think I could have been done like halfway through, but I had to take I had to take something. So I was just taking courses to take. Courses. Right. That's yo. I, I got I president got, of the United States, Mr. No. Matt Augustus. <laughs> I, I got from my angle. I got one more question for you. So you mentioned. At that high school championship game before you entered your freshman year at St. Raymond, mm-hmm. Gary DeCesar walks up to you and, and, and D-Mella and says to y'all, don't come to St. Raymond. Mm-hmm. Right. There's nothing for you here. You're not playing for me. Yeah. Did you guys ever have the second half of that conversation with Gary D? When you made it on his team? Yeah, we tell him, we, we tell him that. We yeah. tell him, like, you told us. Like, we remind him. Like, you yeah. told us not, not to come here. And it's ironic because you told us not to come here. But we were the kids or the group that the brought him. Yeah, that, that that's crazy. Ninety four, they won. Yeah, I'm not sure if yeah, they I was won. The next, yeah, yeah I I was think, the next one. I think we were the next. Yeah, there wasn't a chip after, yeah, after that, right? Nah, so nah, they were very. I mean, very competitive. Yeah, yeah, they lost, lost in the chip. Yeah, they, they did. Playing ten times, they like, had not squads. even the same sentence as my same sentence. I'm not in the same sentence as them. I'm no, I, I understand what you mean, but. Yeah, and then we we won the city championship, and we got it. We got a, we got the ball rolling again because mm-hmm. they won again the next year. That's right. So, yo, so you see like the irony, right? That's like, dope. So, no, but, but you see the perspective too. Cool. Like I'm it not, doesn't really matter because I'm gonna show you. And then right. you told me not to come. Now when did I come? And now like, we got you a chip. We won, yeah, like we got we got a chip, right? So, so I don't mean my personality. I would have shit talked a little bit. You know what I mean? Even though Gary DeCesar was very very intimidating at that time. Yeah, he's about to do. Tell you to shade every second. I used to hate that shit, and I was scared. Yeah. I didn't know what to do with myself, right? But my thing, yeah, I don't know how y'all, what relationship y'all have. I'm assuming it was a good one. It's a good relationship. Because y'all, you know, y'all, y'all, yeah. all, y'all all together. It's different than mine. I was in school mm-hmm. and that was his job, you know. But anyway, um, I would say, like, yo, you remember that time? Neither could you. I've, I've been around, like, a lot of coaches on all levels, like high school, mm-hmm. all through college, pro level, and he's up there, if That's not right. the best one of the best coaches that, that I've been, been around. around right? Really? It, wow. it was him at the time when I was younger. In high school, I knew I wanted to get into coaching because of him. Because I was seeing what he was doing. Mm. I was seeing him drawing up plays. He's a genius. And watching, yeah, and we work like a few seconds later. I was seeing his schemes and practices like this is what we're going to do. This is what we're going to do. We're not going to do that. We're not going to do that. We're going to let this player beat us. We're not going to let this player beat us. Mm. And then we'll go to the game and it will happen. And it was just like 
Clockwork. It was just like clockwork. And he articulated it so well to us. Yeah. And we just executed it. To yeah. perfection. That's yeah, that's that, key. And that was like, damn, I'm getting I already knew like damn I'm getting into coaching just because how he taught the game how I saw effective. That's dope. Uh, he wasn't a person. That that um um so that reminds me a little bit of um Bill, Coach Bill Parcells in football. Mm-hmm. So he had a lot of disciples. He had a lot of people underneath. One of them was uh, Bill Belichick from the Patriots. I think to myself, you know what? Like, it makes so much sense that that group, everyone's successful. Everyone's got something going on in their lives, positive, at least to my knowledge and recollection. But damn, it starts from the top. You know what I mean? It starts mm-hmm. from that leadership. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's a dope, dope, dope thing to know. Because I'm going to be honest. I'm going to look at it from a fan's yeah. perspective. I thought Gary D was crazy. Nah, he wasn't. Yo, all I heard but was screams. You want know, you know what's funny? I, was, I, I saw his face red all the time. I was like, this small. I used to be. He lost. <laughs> third grade, fourth grade, fifth grade, sneaking into practice. My brother played varsity. Right. So I was sneaking into practice. Mind you, I'm 10 years old. He would yell at me like, and I was like, like I was, was a dog. Like, yeah. get out my gym. Like, what are you? You go wait outside for your brother. Wow. What do you do? What do you do? What do you do? But you gotta understand, like, how many, like, people and kids that like he helped get into yeah. tons yes tons, tons. Job. and you gotta look yes it's a testament to him because a lot of his players are coaches now. yeah right. like his best players are coaches yes he would um, map is a coach i think right Justin is a coach yeah. terrence wrench is a coach that's incredible uh manuel richardson is a coach wow. Orlando's, uh, a coach. Orlando's a coach i'm trying to think who's a coach i know him. there's some that i'm missing so all the play, you see how many Eric Harris yeah. is a trainer out there. So you've seen like his influence, right? That he had the, he was the, his touch and he was so uh, effective, right? That obviously the kids that he helped develop are now getting in that line of work. I just want to say because between you and Pete Mulligan, um, y'all saying high, high praises to Coach Gary this season. And I would love, hopefully, the universe backs us up and gives us the opportunity to interview Gary. We just got to go to Chicago, hit up St. Rita's right quick. Is that what it is? Or when they come over here. Or when they come over here. So we got to follow that. But, you know, if you do watch, and if any of y'all have access to Gary D via email, what have you, man. I got got, got his info. So just send him the link to this one in particular. You know what I mean? Because, you know what I mean? I'm talking, we talking real good about you, Gary D. You know what I mean? (laughs) So come on and make the show. so, So in closing... What would you, what's the last gem you got stored in there that you want to leave us with? Yeah, I ain't got no gems. Nah, son, you got gems. <laughs> he talks no you got, shit. You got gems, Barry White. Nah, it just comes, it just comes. It's not as, as I come here. I get it, I get it. Get it. Talk, talk, talk. Okay. So you ask a question and then well, I, 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 I will say, more. I know for me, and I'm pretty sure I'll speak for my brother, this is not the last. We've seen you here on yeah. this podcast, you know what I'm saying? We definitely want you back, you know what I'm saying? I think I enjoyed myself more than I, I, I did not yeah, know what to expect. I'm going to be honest with you. Not because of anything negative, just I just did not foresee this being as as eloquent, as as inspirational, mm-hmm. really. So, so, yeah, but I, I, now you say, John, I'll give you Jim. So, ah, yeah, but it made me think of it. It's really like mindset, like I've been saying, like the whole time. It was like your mindset and your perspective, right? Like, truly knowing who you are as a person, like the attributes and the skills that you possess. Then you have to figure out how to like apply it in the areas uh, that, that you want to be successful in. So, I, I just I would add to that being honest about those attributes mm-hmm. right because it's one thing for you to like you were saying like people think they're the scorer right you get yeah, in that yeah, huddle yeah. like yo what's your role mm-hmm. you gotta be real with yeah, yourself yeah, first yourself. Yeah, yeah. and once you once you accept that then you can figure out how to position and then use that that mindset appropriately because mm-hmm. right. i feel like we fall 
we're probably all victims of this. Like, we think we're better at something than we really are. Right. Yeah. And you, fortunately, it, it sounds like you've, you've been able to hone that skill for so long. Yeah. Like, you don't, you don't bullshit yourself very much. Nah, I don't. But it, it comes from, like, <laughs> failure and mm. trying to understand who you are yeah. as a person. And a lot of people don't have, like, the blueprint. Like right. I said, like, growing up, I somewhat had a blueprint to get me to college because I had all those players Examples. around me and, and, and over me. And, but then, like, when it translates to life, you have to look, like, what was the blueprint for that? And a lot of people from the don't really have that. Like, kids coming up. Now, obviously, my parents did a great job. Right. So I was able to learn from them. But then you, you got to, like, study, like, successful people and try to understand, like, their blueprint. Right. right? So that's, that's something that I always do. Like, okay, if whatever you make the most money investing or savings, I gotta dive into your life. Like, I just don't read the book. I gotta dive into like, how you go about your life daily. What do you do? What are your hobbies? What are your habits? Yeah, what are your habits, right? Mm -hmm. So that's that's like, what do you do with your money? What are you doing with your money that's making you so like- Yo man, do me a favor, dog. Remember this shit now? <laughs> Cause when you out there soaring, fucking flying your own plane type of yeah. shit, pulling the dough. No, I got your phone number, I will stalk your ass. I'm good. <laughs> He'll change it. It's really like the, the message that comes like through like adversity. So when right. you face adversity, it's not like, oh man, like it's over. Like there's just a message. Don't just take the L. Yeah, it's a message. It's a message. And, and it's like redirecting you to like your purpose of what, mm. you, of what mm. you really want, right? So you gotta Yo. take you gotta take the you gotta take the purpose out of it. Yo, we, we appreciate you, Gandhi. Get ahead, man. Yo, get ahead, man. Yo, I'm so, yo, yo I'm so is, damn proud. Yeah, this is dope. <laughs> I'm so proud. This bro. is dope, my man. That's my word. Thank you, man. Thank you for yo, your we time. Just, we just gotta get a couple flicks and uh, okay. I think we Yeah, you're gonna take it. Yeah. I hope you had fun. Did you have fun? Yeah, it was good. Right, cool, good. man. Just, just good? Just good. He's even killed. He's even killed. He's even killed. He's still. Thank you for listening to this episode of Dribbling Dimes. If you like what you heard, please leave a review or comment wherever you're listening to us now. Check us out on social media as well. We're live on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. On all platforms, you can find us at D-R-I-B-B-L-E-N-D-I-M-E-S.